And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on all the way, well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 120 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa. Yeah, I know. I missed a week. Shut up. <laughs> Almost missed this week, too. But uh, I didn't, so I'm here. Yay. Um, I have a, a few things that I need to get off my chest today, so I suggest you strap in, grab some popcorn, cold beer, and join me for the ride. Oh, by the way, here's the disclaimer. The opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily reflect those of the Jay Zawan Dark Myth Company. They are mine and mine alone. Even though I am now the CEO of the Jay Zawan Dark Myth Company, my opinions are Lupa's opinions, not Stephanie the CEO. I am Lupa the podcaster, and these are my opinions. And I have some strong ones today. <laughs> I'm sorry. This might actually get us on... The fly that is Spotted's radar again um, might even get us kicked off because some of my opinions may not appear to be very woke. But there you go. First, though, <laughs> let's do some housekeeping. Um, February 21st, Cliff Flint's book, Promised Rewards, is coming out. And let me tell you, I have not enjoyed reading a... Adventure tale, um, as much as I enjoyed reading this one in a very long time. I mean, if I'm gonna, if it's gonna be set, if it's gonna be a bard, and there's gonna be an adventurer, and there's gonna be swords and 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 fighting and stuff and inns and taverns and singing for your supper, then I expect there to be some romance. Not a whole lot of romance going on, unless you consider the bromance between Bard and Sigurd. Um, but it is a really well-told story. It's well-rounded. It's got all the elements of, um, a saga. It talks, it speaks to the sagas. It just, it's, it's all about Sigurd's sagas. Um, yeah, it's really good. If you're into reading Viking tales and things like that, this, you're going to love it. I'm telling you, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so it is coming out on February 21st. Yay! Also, I noticed, I, I have mentioned doing the author live, and it just kind of hasn't fallen into place because I've run into some technical difficulties, but we're trying to get those sorted out and get things up and running for that. Um, that is still in the works, don't worry. Book of the Month Club has kicked off. We are now into month two. So uh, it's a really good deal. It's uh, $10 if you want to go by month. Then we have our standard three-month package, then our standard yearly package, 
And if you really want it, we also have premium packages, which you can do by month, by three months, or by a year. And the standard package will get you one of the books from our extensive library. We choose the premium package will get you one of the books from our extensive library. And this month, it'll also get you Promised Rewards by Cliff Flint. So I would check that out because uh, free shipping and it's a whole lot cheaper than buying both books separate. Just saying. So go to www.mythmart.com and check it out. All right. Um, oh, live studio audience. What else do I have for housekeeping? He has no idea because he doesn't run the company anymore. I do. Huh. Well. The convention uh, season is getting ready to kick off. Apparently, uh, California has a winter season. And they don't do anything during that season. So, yeah. Um, we're looking into doing some conventions next month. Um for Dark Myth Publications, because that's the stock that we have here. <laughs> we had a new t-shirt come out, um, Church of the Almighty Duct Tape. If any of you have ever used duct tape, you know where I, what I speak of. Uh, American Smash is trucking along like nobody's business. I do believe issue 11 uh, is finished. Yes, no, maybe. Issue 11 is finished. Um, written. Issue 11 is written. Um, completed, we have issue up to issue. And this is cover to cover artwork. All of the lettering. Ready to go to print. Issue 5. And right now, our... Our penciler, our inkist, and our colorist are working on issue seven. So, things are motoring along. Uh, it looks like uh, we also have a potential anchor for Hunter's Exodus. So, that's going to be going into production. There will be um, possibly comics available at Comic Cult in Hesperia. So... Keep an eye out for that. And it was my birthday last week. Yeah, it was my birthday. I turned 51. I'm old. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for housekeeping. We're in about six minutes. I can get ranty now. Um, so let's see. What do I want to rant about first? Do I want to rant about school buses and children, or do I want to rant about tampons? Or do I want to rant about the whole Harry Potter legacy game bullcrap stuff? Where do I start? <laughs> My live studio audience is being very quiet, and very still. <laughs> Just shaking his head. Um, I'm going to start with the school bus because that was what I woke up to this morning. On my Twitter feed, um, let me just pull it up for you because it absolutely horrified me. So I'm scrolling through, checking my phone because I check it every morning for messages and stuff. And I see this caption come up that says, 
a school bus drove away as a six-year-old girl was caught in the doors. What? What? And, and so I Googled, and it took me, I actually had to go back to Twitter and find the original caption that I had seen, because apparently, this is not a new thing, and this is not something that happens randomly once in a while. This happens a lot. Now, the two girls that I put on the bus and I take off the bus and I see get on the bus and get off the bus, kudos to their bus driver. He gets off the bus, stands in front of the bus with a big stop sign, make sure everybody crosses the road. And, and that is what bus drivers are supposed to do, or so I thought. Apparently, they just pull up to the stop. They don't turn their heads. They don't look around. And apparently, you have to have absolutely no freaking peripheral to be a school bus driver, they open the door, I guess they count to 20, and then they close the door. And you got to run for your life to get off the bus and clear the bus. So this little girl was getting off the bus. The bus driver closed the doors and caught her backpack in the, the doors of the bus. Now, I've seen a picture of another one. The, the little girl got uh, dragged for several blocks. Before the bus driver noticed. Now, there was video of this one. There's video cameras inside the bus. And the bus driver never turned her head, not once, to see this six-year-old child flailing around on the outside of the bus. Bright pink backpack on the inside of the bus, three feet from her freaking head. If she had have looked to the right to make a turn, she would have seen her. If she had have looked to the right to check her mirrors, she would have seen her. If she had a look to the right, to look at the right side of the road, she would have seen her. I don't understand how this can happen. How can you not know there's something stuck in the doors? For one thing, when you close the doors, you got to give it a good push. If there's something stuck in the doors, you got to give it a really good push for it to snap over and to close. Anybody who's closed doors on a school bus knows. You pull the handle, and then it pops into place, and you know the doors are shut. There's something stuck in the doors. It doesn't pop into place. What, did she just leave it and drive away? I'll just leave the doors partially closed? Second of all, do you not watch the students exit the bus and make sure that they have cleared the door before you move? There was one video I saw caught on a parent's home, like his Echo, or the, the ring light thingy, the ring and the kid hadn't, his feet hadn't even touched the ground. Little boy, five years old, his feet hadn't even touched the ground. His older brother got off the bus fine. He went to step off the school bus driver, closed the doors and drove away. Drove, like dragged him the length of the school bus. His feet were hanging out. They weren't even on the ground. One little girl, the one with the big, the pink backpack, she had abrasions on 12% of her body. Six-year-old six year olds don't have that much body to begin with. Now you got scratches and, and road rash on 12% of it. So this one, I uh, there is a video for it. It's in Toronto. It's at toronto.ctvnews.ca. There's a video for it. There isn't an actual, like I couldn't read 
the written story, but I didn't need to. I listened to the video, and the mom was, like, mortified. The dad looked like he was about ready to go and drag somebody around the bus, around the block by a school bus. And the news report said that this bus driver continued working after the incident until the parents requested to have the bus driver removed. Wait, what? That bus driver should have been relieved of duty that day. It was the principal of the school that ran through the parking lot and pounded on the side of the bus to get the bus driver's attention to tell them, hey, dumbass, you're dragging a kid. I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I don't understand. It's not like there's these big barricades up and, and the, the bus driver's sitting in this enclosed cubicle. It's wide open. You sit and you say goodbye to each of the, yeah, yes, nice, get off the bus, nice, yeah, have a good day, yep, go, off, off you go, you little shit, whatever. Kick the kids off the bus, you make sure they're all off the bus and away from the door, at least on the curb, and you close the door, make sure nobody's in front of you, and you drive away. That's, isn't that how you let people out of your car? Well, don't you think since you're driving something the size of a bus, you might want to make sure that they've cleared the door before you drive away? The, the tuck and roll rule does not apply to children on school buses. Your cousin six times removed that's annoying the hell out of you, fine. Slow down to 35, open the door, tuck and roll. But not a six-year-old. That just boggles my brain because I'm picturing the seven-year-old that I know. Her backpack is wider than she is. And half the time she struggles getting it on her back. But how could you not see? I mean, there's no way I'd miss that child getting in and out of the car. Certainly wouldn't miss him getting in and off out of the bus. And her backpack's gray. This one little girl had a hot pink, hot pink backpack. How do you not see it? I, I don't understand. You need, like, where is there? <laughs> There's obviously a lack of caring in the quality of job that these people want to do. If they can't even watch the children exit the bus safely. All you need to do is sit your fat ass in the seat, drive from stop to stop, open the door, close the door. Open the door, close the door. The kids get on, the kids get off. It's not rocket science. It's not that difficult. How can you manage to not do it correctly? I mean, okay, I get it. You've caught a kid's bag in the doors. Fine. How do you not notice that you've done that? But to catch a kid's bag in the doors and then drag that child down the street... That child's never going to ride a bus again. You're going to be lucky if you can get that kid into a minivan. And pretty, she's pretty much going to stand in the middle of the yard and launch her backpack into the vehicle before she enters the vehicle. And then it's going to get flung out before she exits the vehicle. She will never ride a school bus or a town bus. She's going to need therapy. There's no question. She's going to need therapy. All of these children are going to need therapy. What I don't understand is 
how I, I still, I can't like picture a school bus. Okay. Picture the driver. You pretty much have to sit on the driver's lap to get out the door. The rows are that narrow. How do they not? You know, there's three freaking stairs. It's not like it's a double-decker bus and the driver's upstairs. It's three stairs. How do you not see the child? But apparently, this happens quite often. It's not an uncommon occurrence. And that boggles my mind. The safety of these kids means absolutely nothing to these drivers. I'm sorry. You can give me whatever excuses you want. Your ears are plugged up. You've got a cold. You know, your marriage is breaking up. Your cat just died. Your goldfish had babies. I don't care. When you go to work and you are responsible for the lives of other people, all of that gets put aside. All of it. Your main goal as a bus driver is to make sure that those children get on the bus to the school or to the home stop and off the bus safely. That is it. You don't have to teach them algebra. You don't have to solve all of their emotional dramatic problems. All you have to do is drive them from point A to point B, safely. It's not a complicated task. Maneuvering the bus through traffic is a whole lot more complicated than it is to open the door, watch the children exit the bus, make sure they're clear of the door, and then close the door. Open the door, watch the children leave the bus, close the door but they're missing the step about watching the children. You're a school bus driver. Your main job is to drive children. How can you not watch the children? That is the main focus of your job, is to watch the children. I remember when I was riding a school bus, and this was in high school, we couldn't get away with nothing. Our school bus driver, he was a bit of a jerk, and he was... Not necessarily always safe with us, but he knew exactly everything we were doing at every moment in time and where we were on the bus or off the bus. Didn't matter. He knew. He could see where we all were. Was well aware of where all the little student bodies were before his bus moved. Because back in my day... In Canada, where there's snow, we used to do this thing called shagging cars. And you could shag the bus because generally the bus driver can't see the back of the bus. So some of the older kids, some of the more stupider kids would shag the school bus or at least try to. Carl would catch them every single time. Now, what shagging is, is you get behind the vehicle and you hunch down and you grab onto the bumper. Or the tailgate, whatever, the bumper. The thing on the back of the car that looks like the thing on the front of the car, but it's on the back of the car, the bumper. You hunch down, and then when the car gets going, you kind of stand up a little bit, and you slide on the road behind them like you're water skiing behind a boat, shagging cars. Carl knew when people were trying to shag the bus. He knew. He just knew. 
He'd yell out something offensive. Kids would get around, get off the back of the bus, and away they'd go. But even though he was old and he was crotchety and he liked to curse at us and call us all sorts of colorful names, he knew where we were. He paid attention. He was happy to see the last of us exit the bus and clear the bus because he knew he was done for the day. I don't understand how this can be a thing. I mean, yes, I can reconcile in my brain that backpacks may get caught in the doors. You close the door a little too soon thinking the kid had cleared it, whatever. But to drive away with the kid still attached to the vehicle? I don't get Not computing. Not computing. Okay. I think I've ranted about that long enough. Oh, no, he's shaking. It, and it, it's very scary. As mad as it makes me, it scares the hell out of me as well. Same with our live studio audience. Because he has two young daughters that we put on a bus every morning. And we get off a bus every day. But like I said, that bus driver gets out of the bus Stands with the sign in his hand to make sure all the kids get off the bus. He doesn't get back on the bus until all the kids are off the road. Then he gets back on the bus. He doesn't care if they're standing on the side of the road. He'll leave them there. That that doesn't phase him at all. But they have to be on the side of the road. They won't have to be on the road or on the bus, for crying out loud. So the next thing I want to talk about... is the, I'm just trying to spell controversy, okay, so, this is according to Den of Geek, and it talks to what I'm going to talk to, now, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, that has absolutely nothing to do with the controversy surrounding J.K. Rowling's, Sorry, I'm stretching my legs. I'm sitting cross-legged. And my feet are going to sleep. And that's just uncomfortable. Um, I have mixed opinions on the controversy surrounding J.K. Rowling. Being a woman that was born a woman with all the womanly parts. All the womanly things that happened to a female reproductive system. And you're going to know where I'm going with that in a minute. Um, I agree with some of the things that she says. Because she's just trying to remind people that, you know, not necessarily that we're real women, but we are biologically real women. Like I said, the opinions expressed are mine and mine alone. Come at me. Catch me on a day when I'm either going through menopause or I'm PMSing. Because I can guarantee you, all of you... Yeah, yeah, we're going into the tampon conversation now. We're going into it now. Because I can guarantee you, all you you trans and non-binary that are carrying around tampons and, and, and screaming for equal rights and, and trying to say that menstruation is a state of mind. 
as much respect as I have for you and your choices and as much respect that I have for the trans community. I have trans friends. I had a trans friend that went through the surgery and they passed not from the surgery. Um, as much respect as I have for those that think they were born in the wrong body and think they should have been a girl and they've done all this and they're living as a, as a female. You're not. Mentally, yeah, you are. Emotionally, sure, whatever. Physically, not a chance. No. Just because they took your testicles and they shoved them up inside you and made them ovaries doesn't make them ovaries. You don't menstruate. You don't. It is not biologically possible. If you want to carry a tampon because it makes you feel more like a woman, fine. Then carry one. I don't care. But don't go around trying to diminish what women like myself have had to go through our entire lives. I started menstruating when I was 10. 10. I wasn't even a teenager. I was 10. I developed breasts and I started to bleed at 10 years old. When did you decide you wanted to be a girl? 12, 14, 27? When you decided you didn't want to have to shave your face every day? Or grow a beard? Or that you, you discovered at 18 that you were in the wrong body? I didn't get that choice. I started menstruating at 10. Which means at 10 years old, I was carrying pads. Because I was too young for tampons. And back in my day, pads came with a belt. Oh, yeah. We had to attach them puppies with a belt. We didn't have the little sticky backs and the little wings and all the little... Pre no, no. We had mattresses with straps and a belt. At 10. It wasn't a state of mind. Somebody didn't say to me at 10 years old, oh, it's just a state of mind. Change your state of mind. You'll stop menstruating. No, no. Because I would have. Gladly. Gladly. When I started my period in September, uh, when I was 35, I believe, or six maybe. And I didn't stop bleeding until November when I had a hysterectomy. Somebody had to say, oh, by the way, it's just a state of mind. Change your state of mind. You'll be fine. No. No. No, couldn't change the state of mind to stop me from bleeding to death. No, that took surgery. And the removal of parts that I don't care how many surgeries you have, you will never have. And I feel for you. I really do. I understand. Like, I have friends that legitimately are trans and they 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 feel like they were trapped in the wrong body and they went through the, all the surgeries they had a vagina created they had they took hormones so they got little boobies um yeah miss v was very upset that she never developed over an a cup <laughs> but she never cramped and she knew that 
So she didn't fight for the right to menstruate because she knew she never would. She didn't fight for the right to be able to experience and bitch and complain and get the medications for menopause because she knew she was never going to experience any of that. Yes, she could take all the estrogen in the world. And she was going to continue to take estrogen. Whereas when you're born with female reproductive organs, at a certain age, you stop producing estrogen. And then you start taking it like all of the trans people. What upsets me about that? Not that they take it, but that they can get it for free. We have to pay for it. We have to go through months, sometimes years of suffering, menopausal symptoms. And trust me, they're not fun. They're not fun. Excuse me. I had to sneeze. We go, we have to fight with our doctors to get the hormone replacement therapy. There you go. There's a real one. All right. We have to fight with our doctors to get the hormone replacement therapy because they're not quite sure we're ready for it yet. They don't know if our hormone levels have dropped quite enough. But somebody who doesn't like the fact that they have a penis can go to the doctor and say, I, oh, apparently this is not meant to be said. Can go to their doctor and say, I identify as a female and for my mental health, I need to live as a female. And they're given the drugs. okay, well, I am going through menopause and my estrogen levels are dropping and for my mental health and the physical safety of most of the male people around me, I need the drugs. I have to wait. I have to go through nightly bouts of hot flashes. Now, you don't understand what a hot flash is until you have one. You think, oh, you know what? I'm just going to keep the fan blowing on me. I'll be perfectly fine. It cools me down in the summer. The heat from the summer is an external heat. That moving air will alleviate. A menopausal hot flash comes from some burning core inside your body. Fans won't fix that. Mild bouts of aggressive rage might, but a fan won't. Cold water won't. You can feel so hot at times that you feel like you're going to throw up. You wake up completely head to toe drenched in sweat to the point where you need to change not only the clothing that you're wearing, but your sheets because they're soaking wet. I haven't gotten quite to that stage yet. And thankfully, I have a wonderful boyfriend who went and bought me hormone replacement cream last year when I started having symptoms because my doctor told me I wasn't old enough. 
What? Dude, you ripped out my uterus and my cervix when I was in my 30s. I've been going through this since then. That's 20 some odd years of this. Pretty sure I'm old enough. I don't care if you want to carry tampons, if it makes you feel more like a woman. That's fine. I get it. But don't sit there and tell women who have been menstruating their entire lives that it's a state of mind. Because, no, it's not a state of mind. A period is when the ovaries, I'm going to give you a little biology lesson, is when the ovaries release an egg into the uterus. The uterus then lines itself with blood to make way for the egg in anticipation for the male sperm to fertilize said egg. When said egg is not fertilized, that blood-filled lining is then ripped from the uterus and expelled from the body for three to seven days. Show me one, one trans person that bleeds for seven days. You show me one and I will, I will buy them a box of tampons. Not a problem. I saw a trans man on TikTok laughing and oh where am i supposed to put this i can give you a few ideas you're not going to like them then again you might um i saw a trans man the video was actually sent to me and this is where this rant started because i kind of stay oblivious to political outrage and things like that because it gets me really worked up and then I dwell on it. And emotionally, physically, and mentally, it is very hard on me. I had this video sent to me. And you know what? I'm going to play it for you. Why? Because I think you need to hear it to understand. Let me see. Where is it? Did she send it to me here? I don't think she sent it to me here. Mm, no. Okay, I have to go to TikTok to find it, because that's where she sent it to me. And I have no problem sharing this stuff with you, because you can find it yourself. All right, so where is she? It's actually a rant that she, this woman does. Um... Okay, hang on. Trying to find the right one. Okay, here we go. I just love her crazy. Okay, here we go. So she's talking about um, how people are wanting to um, cancel Aretha Franklin's song, Natural Woman, because it's offensive to trans women. Yeah, twisting my brain. Ouch. Um... But then she goes on and she's talking about, hang on, I'm keeping it down because 
there's there's also articles coming out saying that children learn gender identity from their pets. All I got to say is if our girls are learning their gender identity from our cat, they're going to be really confused because he ain't got none. He was fixed. So they remo removed the berries. He's just got a twig. They're going to think that all, all males just have twigs. I'm sorry. There's no berries. Uh, there's something else that she points out that about um, you don't need to bleed to have a period. Okay. All right. Yes, I will concede to that one. You don't necessarily need to bleed to have a period. I do know people with certain syndromes where they don't always bleed every month. Um, okay. And when you start going through menopause... You still have all the hormones. You don't bleed. I had a hysterectomy. I still ovulate every month, but I don't bleed. So I can get behind that. All right. Uh, then it goes into saying you don't need to ovulate to have a period. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to pull up the actual definition of menstruation for you. Why does it keep pulling that one up? Okay, so the actual definition is the process in a woman of discharging blood and other materials from the lining of the uterus at intervals of about one lunar month from puberty until menopause, except during pregnancy. And why is that? Because they ovulated. You stop ovulating when you go through menopause. Just saying. My computer's being stupid because I was going to read you something else. Um, yeah, it's vaginal bleeding. If you don't do it, you don't need the stuff. If you don't have the parts, you can't do the thing. Can I make it any clearer? My live studio audience is being a smart ass. Okay, and now, and the, the main thing behind it is because <coughs> this woman's in the UK, and in the UK, those that menstruate get free hygiene products. So all the trans women are now saying that they identify as female, and that menstruation is a state of mind, so they should be allowed free hygiene products. I don't understand why it matters. They can't use them anyway. Are they just going to start counting every 21 days and then put a pad on, walk around feeling like, you know, they've got a mattress between their legs? That's not what makes you feel like a woman. I'm sorry, it's what makes you feel like a raging monster. You feel disgusting. You're fat, you're bloated, you're cranky, you're craving, you're in pain 95% of the time. I don't understand where you think this is something that you want to experience. If I had the choice, and it was actually a state of mind, I would have chosen to not until I had planned to get pregnant. And then I would have chosen, let's menstruate so that I can have a baby. Oh, I'm done now. I'm dating a guy. I don't want to get pregnant. I'm not going to menstruate.
Unfortunately, that's not how it works. So there's this guy on TikTok by the name of Jeffrey Marsh. And he's very proud that a brand name tampon company hired him to do a commercial to try and destroy the stigma that cis men are putting on women about tampons. I'm, you know what? Honestly, it is not a joyful celebratory time for women when we're menstruating. Most of the time we want to wear track pants, a hoodie, and don't touch me. Don't look at me. Don't even breathe in my direction. Just bring me chocolate and count your fingers when I take it from you. You could be missing one or two. We're happy if our men will go to the store and buy us tampons or buy us pads. Especially if we're in a predicament where we can't go out in public because we ran out. And we're stuck at home with a wad of toilet paper because that's all we had on hand. Paper towel actually works a whole lot better. Bouts, you know, the absorbent one. But we don't want to make it out in the open. We don't want to make it a thing. We just want to have our periods and move on. Y'all are making it a thing. And... You're so concerned about not being put in a box and not being confined and not being labeled and not being mistreated. Well, what are you doing to us? What have you been doing to the ones that have been women since the day they were born? With all the parts that come with that. You're you're putting us in a position where we actually feel like we have to defend who we are. We didn't do anything wrong. Except for the fact that we were born with the parts that you want. And don't have. You want to go through the surgery. You want to have breast implants. You want to have a little hoo-ha made for you. Have at her. Don't care. I will sit down. I will hang out with you. I will be friends with you. I don't care. I don't care. If you identify as a toaster, I will hand you some bread. I don't care. I really don't. That doesn't bother me. But when you start making me feel guilty for a natural biological process that happens in my body because I have ovaries and a uterus and a cervix, then I have a problem. I'm not coming after you because you want to take hormones and you feel like you're trapped in the wrong body. I felt like I was trapped in the wrong body once a month for 30 some odd years, 40 years. So they removed my uterus. And then, and then, and then when I had my hysterectomy, I had to go through this whole period of not feeling like a real woman anymore. So, I guess I can kind of see the trans side, because I don't have those parts anymore either, although I do still have ovaries. But I'm not out there saying, hey, give me tampons. No, I'm actually happy I don't have to use that anymore. I got toxic shock twice. 
Do you even know what toxic shock syndrome is? No, because you will never experience it. You will never know what it feels like to have toxic shock syndrome. Why? Because you will never have a tampon inserted into your body that your body will bleed onto and make you sick. You won't. Yes, I am angry. I'm very angry. Not at the trans community because most of them are decent. But at the few that are trying to make a mockery of those of us that are women. I want to pull up a definition for you. It was brought to my attention the other day and I, I'd already kind of known it. Everybody is using this term cis. Short for cisgender. So, which, which they're trying to say now is whatever gender you are now is the same as what was presumed for you at birth. Well, hang on. I'm just trying to find the uh, correct definition here. Because this is not a word that actually was used until, what, the last 10 years? Maybe. Oh, hold on. The first known use of cisgender was in 1994, apparently. But they basically just put two words together, cis, which is characterized by having, um, <laughs> okay, so the abbreviation of cis is the Commonwealth of Independent States. So cis as a prefix, which is what they've done with cisgender, is on this side, or compare. So like they they've they've kind of taken the word it literally it's latin and it literally on this side so on this side of gender where does that make sense it doesn't exactly but you the trans and the lgbt community plus all of them, I don't know how many letters there are now, are trying, are constantly fighting to not be labeled. They don't want to be labeled gay. They don't want to be labeled lesbian. They don't want to be labeled trans. They don't want to be labeled. But what are you doing to us? You've thrown cis in front of us. We didn't ask for that. You don't want us to label you, then don't label us. Simple as that. And I have Gay and lesbian friends. Lots of them. One of my closest friends is a lesbian. She was bi for years and, and decided now she's lesbian. Realized. Sorry, my bad. Realized that she's actually lesbian. So it's not that I am homophobic. Don't come at me for that. I'm crapophobic. 
Okay? I'm tired of the bullshitophobic. Because you're making mountains out of molehills, really. Tampons are not an issue that you need to be fighting about. It's a stupid issue. You're not going to be able to use them no matter how many surgeries you have. I don't care how enlightened and woke you want to try and be. Menstruation is never, ever, ever, <coughs> ever going to be a state of mind. You cannot control it with your brain. Doesn't happen. It happens to the female reproductive system, whether that female, whether she identifies as a male or toaster or blender or whatever. If you have the female reproductive organs, the ovaries, the uterus, the fallopian tubes, because you need a little shoot for the egg to travel down, the cervix, you are going to menstruate. You're going to, you are going to ovulate. Now, there are some women who don't ovulate or ovulate very lightly, which means that the egg does not necessarily make it to the uterus. It evaporates and gets absorbed in the fallopian tubes. Many of those women have uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is something that my daughter-in-law has, my sister-in-law has. So they don't necessarily completely ovulate. Still have a period most of the time. My daughter-in-law had a very tough time um, conceiving my grandson because she didn't always have a period. It wasn't a state of mind. She wanted to ovulate. She has PCOS. So it kind of prevents ovulation in regular intervals. Or complete ovulation. Which means that the egg would be released, but it wouldn't leave the ovary. But the lining of the uterus still got full of blood. She still bled. That still happens. So, it's not a state of mind. Stop that crap right now. Just stop it. Stop. Menstruation is not a state of mind. Ovulation is not a state of mind. It is a physical, biological function. End of story. I can't suddenly turn my ovaries into testes and say that I want to produce sperm. Not a state of mind. Doesn't happen. Can't. You just, you can't. I'm sorry. You can't. And it's really, really, really driving me nuts that I'm seeing all over Facebook all of these trans people, and I'm, most of them, I'm cheering for them. I follow a lot of them. <clears throat> One of them is chronicling how many days as a girl. And they actually talk about going and buying tampons. 
and carrying tampons. I did a lot of flack for it, but the way that she explained it was, yes, carrying one made her feel more feminine, more like a girl, because she had something in her purse that every other girl had. She wasn't planning on using it. She knew she couldn't. She wasn't fighting for her right to menstruate. But if somebody happened to be in the bathroom and needed a tampon, she happened to have one. Here you go. And trust me, men, that does actually happen in the bathroom, especially since they've removed the tampon machines from the bathrooms or broken them. 99.9% .9 of the time, the machine in the bathroom that sold pads and tampons was broken. So you'd be sitting in the stall and you would have started your period and you're like, oh, crap. I thought I had one in my purse. I don't. Hey, bang, bang, bang on the stall next to you. Do you happen to have a pad or a tampon? And usually, if you were lucky, one would come under the door and two from either side. Because somebody in, there was always women in that bathroom that had them. So that's fine. If the trans women want to carry them because it makes them feel more like women, fine. I don't care. You may help out some woman who actually is menstruating in the bathroom and is stuck. And you happen to have one. But don't tell me that you menstruate. Because you don't. You don't have the hormones too. You're being, yes, you're on hormone therapy. So yes, you have estrogen in regulated levels. Which means you stay at a constant level of estrogen. 31, 30, whatever days of the month. Your estrogen does not fluctuate because you're taking hormone replacement therapy, which means you're taking the same amount of estrogen every single day. What do you stop taking them for seven days? Well, then you're going to start producing more testosterone and you're going to start looking like a man again. So, no, you don't stop taking them. You take the same level of estrogen every single day. I never actually had the ability to control my estrogen levels. Oh, no. No, no, no. The week before my period, I am a raging bitch. I can't control it. I try to. I try and be mindful of my emotions and the fact that my estrogen levels are up and down. And I'm also starting to go through menopause. That is a nightmare in, in and of itself. And I am very thankful that I am surrounded by people who love me regardless of how crazy I get. Or how cranky I get. Or how grumbly I get. <laughs> And I am very conscious of the grumbliness and the crankiness. And when it happens, I am very quick, as soon as I realize it, I am very quick to apologize. That's not a state of mind. That is biological fact. I can't change it. My estrogen levels are fluctuating. 
up and down like a freaking roller coaster. My moods are up and down like a freaking roller coaster. Y'all can pretend all you want. You're never going to menstruate. So stop. Just stop. There are some things as a trans woman, you are going to have to accept you're not going to be able to do. Science hasn't come that far yet. Because if they could have been able to, like, if, if they could do, you know, how they replace your kidney or they replace your liver, they could do transplant surgery on a uterus. Believe you me, I would have had it done in a heartbeat. I didn't want to lose mine. I didn't have a choice. I was bleeding to death. Literally bleeding to death. Like I said, I bled from September to November. Every day. Without fail. I could have held stock in always tampons and been a very rich woman. But I couldn't use them because I'd had toxic shock twice, so I had to wear the pads. So don't tell me it's a state of mind. Don't tell me that it's your right, your right to menstruate. You don't get that right. It's not a right. It's not a privilege that's given to you. It's not something you gain when you go and get a boob job. You know, here's your D cup and your free menstrual cycle. And we'll give you a box of tampons as a parting gift. I don't know. It's it's not your right. It's a biological fact. It just happens. In the female, and I'm going to keep saying it, there are two genders. Male, female. In the female reproductive system. And do you realize that humans are the only ones that mix those genders up? The example that was given to me when I was having this rant with my friend was, you know, boy cows don't suddenly start to identify as girl cows. The daddy cow doesn't want to come over and start nursing the baby cow. The mommy cow doesn't decide all of a sudden, I don't want to be a mommy cow anymore. I'm not nursing anymore and develop a penis and walk away and become a bull. That's not how it works. The mommy cow has the baby cow, feeds the baby cow, moves on. Baby cow grows up. Daddy cow gets put out to the field. He gets put with the females. He impregnates the females. Daddy cow goes back out into the field. All mammals, except for human beings, are like that. We are the only ones that confuse gender, that make it difficult. And like I said, if you legitimately feel like you were born in the wrong body and you are female or you are male, I will support you. I will stand beside you and I will use whatever pronoun you want me to use. If you want to be a boy, okay, you're a boy. You want to be a girl, okie dokie, you're a girl. But I cannot stand beside you when you are starting to argue and fight and demand the rights to things you cannot biologically achieve. I, got, I draw the line there. I can't. I can't. 
Because the minute you start telling me that my bodily processes, the things that my body does all on its own because of the parts it was born with, are a choice, that's when I stop taking your argument seriously. Because now you're calling science a choice. Now you're calling human anatomy a choice. I'm sorry, but if you are a trans male and you develop ovarian cancer, you're still going to want the cancer treatments. You can't say it's a state of mind and I don't have ovaries. I can't have ovarian cancer. Wrong. Cancer doesn't care if you want to grow a beard and be a man. If you still have ovaries, you're going to get ovarian cancer. If that's what you're predisposed to. Same as if you're a girl. You identify as female and you have testicles. You can still get prostate cancer. That's not something I can get. I don't have a prostate. You can't get ovarian cancer. You don't have ovaries. Which means you can't ovulate. You don't menstruate. You don't need the tampons. Move on. Find something else to argue about. Why not argue about the uncomfortableness of an underwire bra? We've all got boobs. We can get behind that. That is an argument I'll support. Underwire sucks. Or uncomfortable high-heeled shoes. Don't fight an argument you're not entitled to. Because you are not entitled to my reproductive system. You're not. Science hasn't come that far. You can have what looks like a female reproductive outside. You can have implants for boobs. Hell, most women, most trans women that take the hormone replacement therapy develop boobs of their own. Which is far better than a boob job because you still have nipple sensitivity. But you have no place to put that tampon. Which is which is another thing that just completely like twists my brain up. Like tinfoil. Why are you arguing about tampons? Why not pads? A pad you can at least put in your underwear and pretend. A tampon, where are you going to put that? Really. In all reality, where are you going to put that? Because just because it looks like it's a girl on the outside doesn't mean that there's anywhere inside to put it. So, I'm trying to calm me down. My live studio audience is trying to bring my blood pressure down. <laughs> it's actually quite adorable. I think I should probably just leave it there. I think I've made my point loud and clear. I, 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 I will defend you. I will stand beside you. I, you know, if you, if you, if you're trans, fine. I don't care. Be trans. Stop trying to make light of women that were born women that identify as women. Don't put cis in front of our names. Don't make us use pronouns that we don't need to. Leave us alone. Leave our bodily functions alone. Fight for things that you can fight for. 
Tampons aren't one of them. Okay, everybody. I, I'm going to leave it there. Maybe next week we'll talk about J.K. Rowling and the whole Harry Potter legacy fiasco. <laughs> but if you don't believe in Harry... In, in, if, you, if you don't support J.K. Rowling or you don't agree with her and you're boycotting her, then you might want to look into not watching anything by Universal Studios or enjoying anything from Universal or Warner Brothers or Lego or Pez or Funko Pop or anything else that's associated with Harry Potter. Just throw all your crap out and stay in your house. Best advice I can give you. All right, everybody, I am out of here. I hope you all have a good week. Remember, be the kind friend and don't lick shit. All right, see ya. Carry on all the wayward son There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.